Hey, this is Pastor Stephen from The Vine in Chapel Hill. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. Our prayer is that regardless of where you are right now, the God of this universe would speak specifically to your heart through this message in Jesus' name. For more information about our church, mission, or to give online towards this ministry, go to thevinechurch.com. Good morning, guys. Um, I try to make this as simple as possible. That's what I do as a children's pastor. I make it for children to understand. So you sit there and you're like, I'm an adult. I'm sorry. That's just what I do. Um, I was actually cutting my grass and the Lord had already given me a message and I was like, cool, I'll tell Stephen about it. And then I'm cutting the grass and he reminded me of it and I was like, cool. I'm looking at the time. I'm like, Stephen's probably on his prayer drive. He's listening. Tell him. It's like, no. And I argued. I argued for a while. I was like, no, like, I, I can teach the children. Like, that's cool. And he's like, no, you're going to do this. And I'm like, no. And he's like, okay, but listen, because I'm going to start telling you now. And I'm like, I'm, I'm cutting the grass. I can't write anything down. So I didn't even finish cutting the grass. I had to stop and text him. And I'm like, Stephen, like, I don't know when I'm supposed to preach, but I'm supposed to. I don't, I don't really want to. I can give you the message and you can preach it. But God's like, no, you're going to do this. And I'm like, all right, like, I guess this is where we're at. Um, But I was just really reminded lately that no matter what we do, we can never earn our ticket into heaven. We can't buy that. Heaven's not a place that you can go and just buy a ticket. There's no kiosk or app where you can just type in your name and be like, oh, I've done so many good deeds or, oh, I paid so much money to my church or helped out people in my community. (laughs) Excuse me. There isn't even a section to fill out about your money. And the Bible tells us in Romans, if you all want to flip to Romans chapter 3, verse 23. It says, For everyone has sinned. We all fall, fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet godly, God freely and graciously declares that we are righteous. And he did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. So we cannot get into heaven without Jesus. He already paid the price for your ticket. And he paid it with his blood. But he bought each ticket specifically for each person in this room. He wasn't like, okay, I'll just buy everyone's ticket. He's like, no, I'm going to buy a ticket for Lauren. And I bought this ticket, and this ticket's for Trina. So everyone has a ticket made just for you. That means men like Moses and Noah and David, they didn't go to heaven when they died. But they knew that Jesus was coming. And they knew that they weren't going, but they knew that they were going to go eventually. But it just hadn't happened yet. Now, if you look in Acts chapter 2, verse 25, we're quoting King David here. It said, David himself never ascended into heaven, yet he said, (laughs) Hang on, I started in the complete wrong spot. I'm sorry, guys. David said this. That's not what he said. He said this. He said, I see that the Lord is always with me. 
I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. No wonder my heart is glad, and my tongue shouts his praises. My body rests in hope, for you will not leave my soul in Hades, or allow your Holy One to rot in the grave. Now, if you look at that, he's talking about the death and resurrection of Jesus. That's capital H, capital O for Holy One. He's not talking about himself. If we go to Matthew 27.50, that's what he's talking about. He's talking about the resurrection of Jesus. Sorry guys, I'm going to flip all through this Bible. It says, Then Jesus shouted again, and he released his spirit. At that moment, the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook and rocks split apart, and tombs opened. The bodies of many, many godly men and women who had died were raised from the dead. They left the cemetery after Jesus' resurrection. So we knew, they all knew that they weren't going anywhere until Jesus came for them. Just like he's come already for us. Now this is, this is for us too, even though Jesus died way before we were even a thought. But he knew that we were a thought, and he knew everything we were going to do in our lives. Now, 2 Corinthians tells us that we have to stand before Jesus and be judged. And that really got me thinking of the gates of heaven just like a giant bouncer. Just two giant bouncers keeping you out of heaven. And you know you need your ticket, but we can't buy our ticket. So Jesus has our ticket. But you need to know Jesus to get your ticket. So how do you get it if Jesus is in heaven and you're not? Well, if I go to a baseball game and someone has my ticket, I'm just going to call them to the gate and they'll bring me that ticket. But if I go to the gate and say, hey, I know Jesus. He has my ticket. You know, he kind of owns this place. <laughs> <laughs> but that can only work if you actually know Jesus. Mm-hmm. Think about it like this. I can't go to Bridgestone Arena and say, hey, I know Herb Fitcher. He's the chairman of the Predators. If I don't know him, he's going to answer the phone and be like, Jesse who? I don't, I don't even know that guy. Tell, tell him to go away. <laughs> Just like if I don't intimately know Jesus, he's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. Mm-hmm. Now, Nowhere in this book does it just say if you're a good person, you can get in. Or if you've tied so much, you can get in. My Catholic school teachers lied. That's that's it. I looked. But if we look in John 14, verse 6, it says, Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. If you had really known me, you would know who my Father is. That says, no one can come to the Father except through Jesus. He is the way. Now, if you go to Romans 10, verse 9, says, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart 
that you are made right with God. So we know we have to declare that Jesus is our Lord. Now you can't just be like, okay, Jesus is my Lord. I'm good. He's got my ticket. Remember that one time I said that you were my Lord? You have to be his servant. That's the only way that someone's your Lord, your master. You know, if you just say it and not listen to him, you, okay, you've, made, you've said he's your Lord, but you're not listening. Just like I have my kid's dad and they have to listen to me. That's why I'm their dad. Now, Jesus said, him, said this himself in Luke. He says, why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? Now, then Jesus goes to use the example of building a house on a solid foundation, but I'm not a builder. I was, I'm like, why would you not want a solid? I don't know what the foundation does, but that sounds important. But make sure that's steady. So Jesus explained it to me, or God explained it to me like this, and he was just like, if your kid comes to you and they're like, Dad, I want cereal. And I'm like, yeah, sure, five years old, go get it yourself. And then like 10 seconds later, they're like, hey, uh, Dad, can I have cereal? I'm like, yes, go, go get it. Dad, can I have cereal? Go look in the mirror. I'm like, yep, still dad. Like, that's still me. Why, why are you even asking me if you're not listening to the answer? Why, why, are, we talk, why are you talking to Jesus if you're not going to wait to hear what he says? So how do we truly make Jesus our Lord then? And how do you know that you've made him your Lord? Well, do you talk to him? Do you listen to him? Do you worship him and regularly meet with his body? Do you read his words? This book right here has one author. One person gave all the words for this book. Now, you might know some of his other work. It includes us, the world. He created us and then thought, let me leave them an owner's manual. Now, I have a bunch of owner's manuals. I haven't read them. I put them on my shelf. That's, I'm pretty sure that's what you do with them. You leave them there in case you ever need it. Well, read this one. It's about us. You know, like, yeah, you don't need to know how your washing machine spins, but you need to know about your own life. Now, you have to think about your relationship with Jesus as a relationship. It's just that. Would you be happy with your partner if they spoke to you once a week for like an hour? And then, like, once a month they called you for five minutes? That's, I wouldn't. I'd be like, uh, I don't know you. If that's how your relationship is, I'm sorry. But. <laughs> now, what about, your, what about your friends? How well would you know them before just showing up at their house and going, oh, Lauren's going to let me in her house because she knows me. Knows me. <laughs> now, just imagine that they close the door on you. You get there, they open the door, they see it's you, and they're like, oh, I never knew you. And they close the door. Now, imagine if Jesus comes to that gate, and you're like, hey, Jesus, it's me. Remember, I'm your servant. Uh, tell me you got my ticket so I can come in. And he looks at you and he says, I never knew you. Depart from me. The creator who made you in his own image looks at you. And doesn't even recognize you because you let the world change you. Why? You never even met with him. You didn't have a relationship with him. And how would you even recognize him if you've never spoke with him and heard his own voice? You know, someone's going to come to the gate and you're going to look at them and be like, mm. 
I asked for Jesus, right? Like, is he coming? Now, like I said, I struggled with uh, writing this, and I was like, why do you want them to? T- why do you want me to tell them this? This is something that every I'm sure people know. You know, I know Jesus died for me. I've always known that. And I was like, this. They're gonna look at me and be like, I know this. Cool. <laughs> but then God reminded me. He said, but you didn't always know this. Yeah. And I was like, yes, <clears throat> but I know now. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> so. As I was speaking, with my, and there was a time where I didn't talk to God all the time, and I didn't go to church, and I lived in this world, and I was focused on working and money and stuff, you know, the house and everything that the world tells you that you need, yeah. that you don't. And I had known, I knew Jesus had died for me, and I, I knew that, you know, he had paid for my sins, but I never really knew who he was. I never knew how great of a person he was. I never knew how great of a God that he was. That even when I wasn't there talking with him, he was there watching me. In that time that I did come to him and that I did give my life to him, he just opened his arms and welcomed me in. And it was like I was a prodigal son who was lost. And it was just like being surrounded. And I was like, how can you even welcome me home? if I haven't been living with you like this the whole time. Mm -hmm. But now, I'm in awe every day. Mm -hmm. I'm constantly seeing his power and his love. Mm -hmm. Not just in this building, but everywhere. Now, the last thing I want to read is in John 17, verse 1. This is Jesus praying. Jesus looked up to the heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son so he can give glory back to you. For you have given him authority over everyone. He gives eternal life to each one you have given him. And this is the way to eternal life. To know you. To know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, the one you sent to earth. Again, Jesus doesn't have to pray out loud. Jesus could pray for us. And we never even need to know what he said. But it's in here for us to specifically say, this is the way to eternal life. To know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ. Guys, no matter where you're at in your life, there's always room to be closer to God. To closer to your Father. He's always there. And because of Jesus, he's always there that we can talk to him. No matter where we are. I have no reason to say I only get to spend an hour with him. That's not him going, okay, I only got an hour for you, Jesse. That's me saying, hey, uh, it's been an hour. I got to go. But I'm going to have Stephen come up here and pray for us one more time, and we can worship one more time. (laughs) Please get me out of here. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much for sending your son, Jesus. Lord, we thank you that our ticket's paid in full. Sometimes we think you just put a deposit down or something, but you paid it all. You paid it all. And 
Lord, I just, I just believe someone needs to hear, like Jesse said, their tickets at will call. It's your will call. You know, we've got the choice today to go and pick up that ticket. And by knowing you as Lord, surrendering our lives to you, it's not just a, it's not just a confession of our mouth. It starts with our mouth, and it goes to our heart and the way that we live. I know for a fact there's people in this room even, and especially in this city, who are like Isaiah said, they keep you close to your lips but far from their hearts. And Lord, I just pray that today someone would just receive these words that Jesse has spoken, that we have to make you the Lord of our lives, the master of all of our affairs. We become a servant in your house. We bow before you when you're in your presence. We ask, Lord, what can I do? What can I offer you? What can I get you? Where do you want me to go? What do you want me to say? What do you want me to do? There's two things. One of two things we're going to hear when we meet you face to face. It's either that I don't know you. I don't recognize you. We never had a relationship. Depart from me. Or... Well done, good and faithful servant. As you, as you hear those two things today, remember that he never asked, he never asked us, did you say a prayer when you were seven? That's not the question. It's, were you my servant? Lord, I just pray that you would just knock on the doors of hearts in this room today that maybe have never actually just submitted to you and said, Lord, I want to serve you all of my life, every day, every moment, wherever I go. Wherever you want me to go, I'll go. Whatever you want me to say, I'll say. And Lord, I just pray as we sing this song, Lord, if there's anyone, if there's anyone, and this space is small, but I just feel the Lord saying to do this. If there's anyone that just says, you know what? I want to make you Lord. And I'm not ashamed of it. I just pray, actually, as we sing this song, that if you would just come forward. Whoa. Whoa. Three feet to eternity, folks. Three feet. Carried a 300-pound cross up a hill for you. Can you walk three feet for him this morning? To say, you know what? I want to make you Lord. And I'm just going to declare this space in front of us below the TV. I'm not going to put anybody there, but I'm just going to say it's a meeting place for you and the Lord today. And if you just want to come here and kneel before Him, this is a room full of people that will never judge you, but my goodness, will we encourage you. And cheer you on as you go to be with the Lord and making Him your master. So as we sing this song, if you just feel the prompting of the Holy Spirit, do not stop. He's saying, I bought the ticket, please come get it. Please come pick it up today. Start a relationship with me. What better way to start it than to have the courage to step in front of your peers and to say, I confess you as Lord. As we sing this song, just come forward. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.